Open your eyes and look into the darkness. Something strange is moving. Something grave and sinister. Something paranormal. Something ghostly. That sends shivers down your spine. It is children with cult class with your house, Caitlin. Welcome to Chillin' with Cult Class. My name's Caitlin, and this is where we talk about everything spooky, strange, and unexplained. We are officially back. We took a whole week off of the podcast and of our lives to go sit in the woods and uh, visit family and eat homemade food and go hunting, and it was just a wonderful absolutely wonderful experience and you guys kept the podcast going because we had so many streams and I got so many DMs and messages about uh, missing 411 and you know weird stuff that we share and a couple of you even sent in listener photos which was really cool our listener Israel who's so awesome he's so supportive and nice he messaged me this photo of a I guess it I don't know if it's like a UFO or what it was it's this crazy colored cloud that he saw over the desert in Las Vegas so cool and I shared that you can see that on our Instagram at chillingwithcult.class it's really neat and he's he had no no explanation for it and then another listener sent in a photo of Uh, They moved into this house, and it's a photo from a distance originally, and then he zooms it in, and there seems to be an old lady in a window, and he said that they talked to the people who used to live in the house years and years and years ago. Yeah. Or they live next door. Okay. And the old lady that he thinks he got a picture of, I guess that was her bedroom, and she always used to yell at the kids next door, uh, like cranky old lady kind of thing. Yeah, get off my yard kind of stuff. Yeah, so you can see that on our Instagram as well. So you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for your support. We just like love this community. Keep them coming. Yeah, keep them coming. Send pictures, send your stories. I have some cool feedback for today. I just really appreciate communicating with you guys and getting feedback and it's just so fun and sharing silly sci-fi memes. I have a couple of listeners that just send me funny horror and sci-fi memes. <laughs> those, are the, those are the best. Those are what will get people through the day. I know they do me. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, our trip was good. It's the best time of the year. I've been doing it every year for the past few years. Yeah, and it was, it was just so, it's just so fun. Uh, does great things for, I don't know, your body, your mind, your soul. It, does it's amazing and you know it's always extra amazing uh, if you're successful and uh you were i was and yeah about like 80 pounds we came home 80 pounds of free range uh antibiotic free meat which is awesome we made yep venison burgers last night yep steaks the night before that and i have to tell you guys i have a new uh burger hack 
I don't know if I'm new to this or if I've discovered yeah. this. I don't know if we're just on the new tip or, or if it's been hit for yeah, a while. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know who told me to do this, but I put Thousand Island on my burger last night. Thousand Island dressing salad with dressing. ketchup. Yeah, 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 salad dressing. So good. Obviously, cheeseburger. Got but if you're like not into cheeseburgers, then oh, I guess it would be, be good without. on a regular yeah, yeah, yeah. burger. Yeah, no hate on the people who don't eat cheese. Yeah. It's a really delicious tip. So I've been coming up with all kinds of like recipes since we got home and so has Nick and that was that was a fun discovery. To clarify, when we go hunting, a lot of time oh first of all it's bow hunting and a lot of times it just ends up being sitting outside for 8 hours because it's very rare that you have an animal that comes so close to you with a bow that you can even act on it and a lot of times they might be babies like you're not gonna you yeah, know. yeah uh, so ones, yeah. yeah so it really boils down to just sitting outside and it to me is almost like meditating like you just sit and stare at the leaves and the cardinals and the um blue jays and the squirrels oh, yeah, you're except for i still. had the squirrel jump on my foot that was nuts yeah then he came right over next to me and I, yeah i got some funny Screaming. videos of him you can uh, throw yeah. those up on the instagram you, they're crazy little squirrels you, you never see animals the way you see them if they don't know you're there you know because you're just <laughs> sitting in camo so i i was watching this big buck that i had been hoping to see walk on my right and i was i looked down there was a squirrel and he was a limb below my foot and he was eating a nut and watching the buck as I was watching the buck and I was like this is almost cute if the squirrel wasn't totally insane because squirrels are so um, they're so squirrely yeah, yeah, yeah. so unpredictable like they have 10 cups of coffee in them yeah so he's watching the buck walk by eating a nut and then all of a sudden the buck comes right into my range of my uh, bow and I'm like oh my gosh this is amazing because bu- bucks are like stealthy they're like you, you only really see them in this breeding season of deer. They live very under the radar the rest of the year, and they're very tough to encounter. And so I was like, this is insane. And then all of a sudden, the squirrel jumped up onto my boot, and he jumped up onto my foot, and it took everything in me not to jump out of the tree stand and freak out, but I didn't, thank goodness. But the <laughs> buck goodness. did see me, like, swing my foot, and yeah. so I totally well, ruined you had, you had, my... Yeah, you had a wild animal crawling on you. <laughs> <laughs> that was so... So anyway, squirrel, squirrels are not to be trusted. I watched an episode of Alone once, and this lady was like, what, she she, she, she shot a squirrel. It or she trapped Tra- it or something? It. Yeah. And she was trying to, like... She thought it was dead and she was going to eat it, I guess. And then yeah. it latched onto her. It bit her oh, yeah, hand. It turned around and bit her, yeah. <laughs> it's such a disturbing scene. Yeah. So I, I don't trust squirrels at all. No, they're crazy. They're absolutely insane. And then, yeah, they're running around. There's one, I swear, it was barking. I looked back and it was making like a barking noise. Didn't you get a video of it? Not of the one barking, but of like three or four beelining down the limb right to my face yeah yeah on my feet and stuff like that yeah because they were just going nuts and yeah. making so much noise squirrely going Very nuts. nuts no puns intended no puns intended and there's tons of other wildlife a fox I hung out with a fox for a while mm-hmm. uh, a couple raccoons an albino skunk which was really cool to see oh yeah um, that's cool Tons of like rabbits and yeah, really interesting kinds of birds. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, the three different kinds of squirrels that are up there. Which are fox, they're like re- a red squirrel, a brown squirrel, and a black squirrel actually. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Right. Yep. So. so it's very cool. And then all kinds of deer. 
All kinds of yeah, incredible. Super, super cool. Nick saw a Michigan monster. Yeah. Huge tines. Oh yeah. Huge rack. Yeah. Like get us world record, not Guinness, <laughs> but Michigan record yeah, size it, yeah. buck. It, it was a giant. That's yeah, for it sure. was too dark to shoot. It was too dark. It was yeah. Too dark so to uh, yeah, just and then and then it went right towards my dad. You know, once it day, daylight came around, like an hour and a half later, but it just never came within distance. He was, he actually was about to take a shot and then it just like turned right around at the last minute yeah. and walked Heartbreak. Back, walked back to disappear land to where they never come out of, it seems like. <laughs> disappear land, that's that's a good way to say it. Yeah, um, yeah they only slip up like They're ghosts, that. they're the ghosts of the woods. Ghosts of the woods, they only slip up once maybe in their life you the know. biggest animals and but. the craziest thing too is it's so funny there's so many memes about this squirrels or rabbits that way <laughs> nothing will sound like what you would think a giant deer you're like there's a huge deer <laughs> under me yeah and you look yeah. down and it's like a rabbit yeah, eating yeah. you know berries and then there might be a huge deer you never even hear them coming oh yeah they just kind of like materialize yeah you know, they're so quiet, unless they're really like moving. Oh yeah, they're chasing yeah. around each other or Horses. whatever. But tons of wildlife, great time. Can't wait to do it next year. Great job this year. Great job. That leads us perfectly into our movie club pick for last week. Welcome to the movie club. The first time I ever heard anything was later in 71. I came back up with the guys and and uh, we was uh, here by the stove. There was a stove here then. <laughs> and uh, as soon as it starts getting dark, we'd go in. Sometimes you might hear a grunt or a whoop or a big blowing sound or something like that. And that's when you know you want to get inside the shelter because you still don't know what you're dealing with. Whatever it is, it's big. Very, very big. So our movie club pick for last week was Missing 411, The Hunted. And I chose that movie because for obvious reasons, we were going on a hunting trip and I thought it was a fun way to explore hunting in our strange and spooky (laughs) way that we do. So I really think this documentary is really compelling. It's kind of... I've had thoughts like watching it where I'm like, well, there, maybe there could be an explanation. Like certain things where the people don't have clothes on, hypothermia, I know they say it's probably not likely, but hypothermia is a very common reason people take off their clothes. You feel like your skin is burning. Right, uh, you right. get too cold. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there we, we watched it uh, at another point in time and we were like, are they covering something well, up? Well, yeah. Yeah, well, are these people being killed? Yeah, especially the first case that they go over in the movie. Uh, yeah. It's very suspicious. I it's feel like very objectively, suspicious. you know, me with my skeptical hippo eyes, you know, I always have the that kind of view. But you came to the same conclusion. You're like, this is kind of kind of really sort of actually really fishy. This is it was really fishy because you don't send that many people out hunting. And they said they were... So, 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 just let's just backtrack, just for anyone who may have not seen it. So this, in particular story that we're talking about, this, uh, this older gentleman goes out with a group of buddies into the woods and sits on a rock and they're deer hunting in yeah. the middle, like the morning, midday, whatever. 
And they kind of lay themselves out in a line so that they can mm-hmm. hear each other mm-hmm. if they need to. They're all kind of like, you know, within whistling distance or just out of eyesight. Yeah. But um, they all know where each other are. And then at the end of when they concluded their hunt, whatever time it was, they all went to the road and then this guy didn't. And they went to where he was and he was gone. So this is what they say. Yeah. And then the FBI came. So, so, which is yeah. like, so they get everyone involved. So the family, yeah. the, you know, friends, they all go out. They can't find this guy who was just out of eye shot. Yeah. You know, eyesight, I guess. Uh, and they grid search everywhere. You know, they go up in lines, up and down, crisscrossing, and crossing. Mm-hmm. And they never find him. And then, yeah, and then they get the, the police FBI involved. Shows the FBI shows up for missing persons, which is weird. Yeah. But the, I think the thing is, too, is that their hunt was two hours in the middle of the day, which is not, like, so fishy in November. But no, it's yeah. kind of weird. Like, you don't usually sit for just two hours. Yeah. In the middle of the day. Yeah. I'm. <laughs> it's kind of a, since they were, like, intentionally going out to hunting, it's not like they came out, out after work or something. Yeah, right. So, and that's all they had left And that's something. the only time yeah. they had. Or they were, so, like, like that's kind of weird. Yeah. And now that I think about it, I don't think that they were doing, like, trying to, like, push the deer, meaning, like, someone, like, is, like, walking to try to scare the deer within a shot you know, in front of them mm-hmm. or something. They were, all they were just like waiting yeah. for them to come by. This guy just disappeared. And it doesn't, it feels a little probing, like when the guy's interviewing people, because I'm like, what are we getting at here? At first I thought it was just missing people. I wasn't mm-hmm. aware that he was going for a Bigfoot or a, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Bigfoot creature angle until the end. Um, though that's why I find it compelling. It's kind of interesting. But I don't know what I thought about it. You guys messaged me that you enjoyed it too, but it is. It leaves you with more questions, more questions than answers. answers exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like the Sierra sounds at the end. I'll definitely talk about those in another episode. But the supposed sounds that are recorded of Bigfoot in the Sierra Mountains, that's some of the most audible evidence of any creature I've ever heard, if it's authentic. That's yeah. just, just jog my memory. That's whenever they were in the camp up where undisclosed location yes yeah yeah, yeah. That, was, that was insane from this like the 70s or whatever yeah. and these yeah, guys yeah, are going yeah. up there i think that and they're seeing orbs and stuff like that too they got a lot of stuff and, and, and then, then they're, they're saying out, like, oh the they're over by the river like talking about the bigfoot right right and didn't their camp get like destroyed at one point or no no, no they no. were forced to take it down by, they had to by take the it forest down. rangers right right yeah right. yeah yeah I would be interested to hear your thoughts. You can email us at chillinwithcultclass at gmail.com. You can DM us at chillinwithcult.class on Instagram. But I would love to hear more about what you guys think because, um, I don't know. I think it, it's just it's just a mind-boggler. It's a good watch. Yeah. If you didn't watch it, you heard what we've talked about. There's still a lot that we didn't talk about that's, you know, fun stuff to watch. In the documentary. Watch. And yep. it's free on Tubi. And you can watch it on Tubi. Tubi. I did have a couple people write in about this documentary. One person wrote me just generally, and he's former military. I thought this was a really cool perspective. He said, I hear you guys talk about credibility on your show a lot. Right, right. And like, oh, this ex-military guy or this astronaut or this cop seems more credible. Like he said, them to a higher, yeah, yeah. We, I feel like a lot of people hold them to a higher um, standard of truth or mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. or integrity or I don't know. Sure. This listener said, look, I'm like former military and there are just as many kind of people who fabricate stories in uniform as there are in just general life. Sure. Like they're still just people. That's, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. 
which I never really thought of. I, I thought that was a really cool point. Yeah, yeah. I know for myself, I always hold people in those kind of positions to a higher integrity than maybe I should. But yeah, um, but I trust them more. I, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I think that's a really good reminder. Is they're just people as well, you know. Mm -hmm. And there's bad eggs everywhere. I thought that was a really cool point. Another listener wrote in specifically about Missing 411, The Hunted. He said, and I'm going to keep him anonymous because I wasn't sure if he wanted to be uh, his name included, but the big theory that this dude usually comes to is Bigfoot, which he's right. That's really where the documentary goes. I find his research and data compelling, but also there's a rival theory that I find more feasible and actually scarier. Some think that there are facilities hidden under national parks where some Project Paperclip-type experiments go. There's even this video that allegedly discovers one of these abandoned facilities. The speculation is that the people taken are victims of these experiments. And some people still try to throw Bigfoot in there, like they're related to an experiment or a distraction or something. I looked and looked and found lots of stuff with abandoned bases and parks like Camp Murphy. And with the data of missing scientists in parks, which I think they discuss in this documentary, it adds to that speculation. I swear this stuff used to be easier to find on Google. Ooh, that's eerie. <laughs> that's eerie. I, I agree with that because I've, I've searched so many things that I've searched years ago they, for this podcast, and I can't, can't find, find things. Oh, they've been buried. I, I really can't. I mean, I don't know what I'm, I don't know, but it's just weird. It's like things that I'm like, I know I've read articles about that. The truth is out there. The truth is, I want to believe. They just don't want you to know it. Ooh, I don't know. Big words. Well, thank you for writing that in. I think the idea of the government experimenting or something under national parks is terrifying. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And kind of smart because it's like who would who would know who yeah. would even go yeah, there? You know, thousands of visitors every day. Thousands of visitors. Right on top of you. That's right. Hiding in plain sight. I don't know. So ex <laughs> exactly. So we. Uh, I looked this up because of people missing in missing four one one the hunted. Uh, we did some research, and according to the National Missing and Unidentified Persons System. 600,000 people go missing in the United States every year. That's wild. That's like a staggering number. That's a staggering yeah. number. 90% are found dead or alive, which I don't know if that makes me feel much better. Wow. It adds dead or alive. That means 10% are never, never found. Never found. Yeah. Which is of six. That's, yeah. 600,000 people. 60,000 people a year go missing in this that are never found. That's according to these numbers on strangeoutdoors.com and from the National Missing and Unidentified Persons System. AKA so, NamUs. Yeah. Yes. In the documentary, based on these numbers, a lot of people have estimated a few different numbers for national parks, but in the documentary, they estimate 1,600 a year go missing in national parks. Wow. That is still so many people. Right? I mean, how many national parks are there? A lot. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> It's a lot of land. It's a lot of land. So that brings me back to that listener's comment of like, what a missing scientists and people and bases and national parks. So if you guys have information on that too, please send it. I'd love to discuss it in the next episode. Any information on people missing in national parks and conspiracy theories about it. Yeah. And I'm not calling you a conspiracy theorist, just, you know, traditional, like what else could be happening? Crazy theories. would love to hear them. 
Uh, again, email us at chillingwithcultclass at gmail.com or DM chillingwithcult.class on Instagram. Next week's movie club pick is... Thank you, Nick. Coherence. I think one of the most well-done independent sci-fi films ever made. And you can watch it on Tubi. Can you? You just looked it up? Okay, Tubi it is. Also free on Tubi. Coherence. A wild ride. I don't even know how to explain it. Yes. I'm just going to say it's a wild ride. I remember watching it around the time it came out. um, And I'm excited to watch it again because it's been a while. Yes. Uh, For... Our friends who are not as into horror, this is not really horror. It's uh, definitely in the vein of sci-fi, psychological thriller, Thrillers? maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but not horror. It's not It's not a slasher film. It's There are no ghosts. Check it out, Coherence on Tubi, and we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> Man, that chill in the air means more than your favorite podcast, Chillin' with Cult.Class. It also means it is the holidays. And if you or that special person on your list are looking for original, surreal, collage art and merchandise, look no further than www.cultclassart.com. Cultclassart.com has the coolest prints, shirts, notebooks, stickers, and so much more featuring the best in surreal art, as well as dedicated Chillin' with Cult.class merch so you can show your support for this out-of-the-world podcast to the rest of the world. So, don't just go to those box stores to find lame gifts. Go to cultclassart.com now to get an original gift that keeps giving for years. And buy now with code CHILLIN, that's C-H-I-L-L-I-N, to get 10% off your order. Plus, free shipping on all orders in the U.S. of A. ColtClassArt.com wants to thank all of you for your support and wishes everyone a safe and happy holidays no matter where in the universe you may be. While we were in Michigan, I had the privilege of hanging out with one of my favorite people in the world, uh, our uncle, Nick's uncle by blood, my uncle by marriage, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and he has one of the coolest stories that I, I felt really would be fun to share. Guys, this is a big deal. This is a big deal. This has been like, the item in this story has been like world news for many years. Well, it was on Ancient Aliens. It was on Ancient Aliens, all over the History Channel. Mm -hmm. Headlines of major news It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. YouTube it. YouTube it. And it is. There's some famous video about it. Yeah, yeah. It is the Roswell Rock. The story of the Roswell Rock. The story of the Roswell Rock. So we're going to call our uncle Junior Mm -hmm. in this interview. Mm -hmm. But Junior came across this rock while he was in New Mexico. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, through a friend, and you're going to hear the interview. Oh, but wait, yeah, in the more detail. In about just it. a moment. But, this but is, I will say this that... This is the real deal. Yeah, I will say that he's a very honest person with integrity and someone I very much trust. Same with his daughter. 
and we saw videos. We saw the videos that he references of holding the Roswell rock. That his daughter filmed on the cell phone. We saw yeah. it on the cell phone. And that he was filmed from. his daughter holding it. Yep, and it's doing all these crazy things. And it does these crazy things. We'll talk about things. it in here. Guys, this is this is absolutely wild. This is like a first-hand experience being shared with you guys of someone with the Roswell rock. And again, I cannot vouch for this person enough. I know what he saw. Absolutely. He no. believes. Yeah. I don't know about the Roswell Rock or any of that, but his account is 100% truthful. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Let me tell you about the Roswell Rock, and then you can listen to my interview with our uncle, Junior. This information I got from Daily Mail and Snopes. The Roswell Rock was found by Robert Ridge in September 2004, approximately 11 miles from the Roswell crash site. Alien conspiracy theorists have suggested it is everything from part of a UFO to a key to interdimensional travel. It is said to have perplexing magnetic properties which haven't been explained by science. If a magnet is held to the north end of the rock, it is said to spin counterclockwise with the opposite effect occurring when held at the southern end. It is also etched with strange symbols which have been compared to the lunar cycle. They also match perfectly with crop circles that appeared in England on August 2nd, 1996. So that's eight years before the rock was discovered, that these crop circles had the same pattern. Snopes has a whole article about this. Uh, that's why I got information about that too, because the Snopes article downplays the connection between the crop circles and the Roswell rock. It doesn't necessarily say that it's conclusive that there isn't a connection, but it concludes that there's no evidence that there is a connection, if that makes sense. So finding a rock near Roswell with an etching that matches the pattern used in a crop circle hoax, and they also assume that the crop circle is a hoax, isn't evidence of an extraterrestrial message on Earth. In 2008, a glass artist replicated the rock using a technique called precision stone carving. And if you look this up, there is a glass artist who he basically wrote an extensive paper thesis. It's on his website about this rock and trying to replicate it. Uh, people have argued how much of a replica it is, if he was really able to do it. So you can check out that article as well. A lot of the magnetic field properties the etchings, all of that are mentioned in the interview. This story is really gives me... This is a wild story. It makes you... Chills. Yeah, yeah. it makes you just be like, whoa. Yeah. Especially because this is some. these are people that I, I, I know very well. Follow me, if you will, to a magical town where it is always Halloween, thanks to a witch's curse. <laughs> a town where leaves and escaped pages of the local Sentinel newspaper blow in the wind. A town where a distant radio can be heard playing 96.6 WOLF on its sinister speakers. A town where TV sets are tuned to cable access channel 20 WARY to watch the Monster Channel. 
in a town where the mayor has been serving his creepy citizens for 355 years now. This is sundown, so please come visit us and stay forever. further ado, here is my interview on site in Michigan with our uncle, Junior. Can you tell us about your encounter with the Roswell Rock? Sure. Um, It was actually totally by chance. I was with my daughter and we were taking a father-daughter kind of like a celebration, vacation type of thing. She graduated from high school and this was in May of 2017. And we were on our way to Denver. I have a cousin who has a son who is graduating also. So we went there as a surprise. And um, we went to Denver, met with family there. And we celebrated the graduation there, had a good time. And then we went down to Roswell, New Mexico, which is where my cousin from Denver, where he's originally from. And... While we were in Roswell, my the ride that I was in my Corvette, we had a mechanical issue, so we took it to go get looked at at um, my cousin's uh, body shop. And as we were there, my one cousin says to me, um, cousin Rick, um, "Hey, have you ever heard of the Roswell Rock?" <laughs> and I, I kind that. of really, you know, was surprised by that. I had, I had no idea that he didn't even know what that was. He's not into the same type of things that I am, and he's a little older than I am. And I just said, of course I do. How do you know about it? And he says, well, the owner of The Rock, whose name's Robert Ridge, he works for my brother. So he's at the same body shop. And I was like, no way. It just blew me away. So we're walking into the door, and I meet his brother. His name's Dan, and I meet Dan, and Dan, we're going over what had to do with the Corvette. And... um, uh, my cousin asked, hey, is Robert here? And he says, yeah, he's in the back. And he goes, well, have him come up here. I'm my cousin. So then uh, Dan calls Robert. Robert comes up front. And uh, I always get introduced as this is my Michigan cousin because, you know, there's everyone from New Mexico. This is my Michigan cousin. My cousin from Michigan. And uh, he comes up and we shake hands. And I said, I understand that you uh, are the owner of the Roswell Rock. And he actually was no big deal. Oh, yeah, it's at home. No, no, no big deal. And I just asked him, well, how'd you find it? And I'm a big deer hunter. And come to find out, he was deer hunting. So then we started talking about deer hunting, you know, and just, you know, how he found it and so on. That he said that it was, uh, he was out deer hunting, and he was following the deer tracks, and that he came across a stone out there that didn't look like, you know, it belonged there. And he went and picked it up, and that was the Roswell Rock. And that he found it 
near the crash site, like 11 miles from the crash site, which the crash site, crash site that happened in 47 wasn't actually in Roswell, it was near Corona. Okay. But it's like, the, it's the neck, Roswell's the biggest town in the area. So it's actually about like 80 miles from Roswell. Oh. Is where the crash site was. Okay. It wasn't actually in Roswell. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. The Roswell Rock was found about 11 miles from that area. And of course, I, I saw it on, um, I think I first heard of the Roswell Rock on YouTube. And then the History Channel did something on maybe on Ancient Aliens or something. But I, I saw more about it. I was doing some research about it. And then it just by chance, you know, months later, this is when I ran into uh, Mr. Mr. Robert Ridge in Roswell. He asked me, he, goes, he asked me what I would like to see it. And I just, <laughs> just, awesome. re- I just really just blew me away. I said, absolutely, you know, if it's not too much trouble. And uh, he goes, yeah, I'll go get it at lunch because we were going to go to lunch anyways. Yeah. So, you know, my cousin, his brother, my daughter, we all go have lunch. And then we come back and we come back. Uh, Mr. Ridge comes up and he has the rock. And so he just holds it out like it's no big deal. Like, you know, somebody could pull wow. out a 50 cent piece out of their pocket. Wasn't hiding it, wasn't concerned about it. Just got, here it is. And I, uh, he, was, he was explaining, he put it like on a towel and explained to my cousin and myself and my daughter, you know, this is what it is, this is what it looks like. And, you know, he goes, it's, it, can, it can move. And when he said it could move, I kind of like expanded, like, well, what, do you, what do you mean by that? You know, can you tell us yeah. what you mean by that? And he put it in his palm. I don't remember if it was the writer's left palm, but he put it on his palm. And he angled his palm kind of like at a 45-degree angle. And with his other hand... Just imagine you have like one of those hand accordions and you're kind of going in and out with your palms going yeah, closer okay. and apart. And as he was doing that, that Roswell rock started teetering on its own. It was like it had like a string attached to it or something. You're just slowly pulling it away, pulling it back, pulling it away, pulling it back. Wow. And we all started kind of just like laughing nervously because it was, I've never experienced anything like that. Yeah. And so he's like, yeah, you go ahead and try. And my cousin Rick was like, well, I want to try it. So he was the first one. And he grabbed it. He starts doing it. And it took a little while for almost to, like, find a rhythm or a, a groove of how it works. But then he started doing it. And you see the rock moving. And I got my phone out. And I asked him, I asked Mr. Ridge if it was okay if I record. He said, yeah, absolutely. I recorded my cousin doing it. And it did. It moved on its own. And I was still not skeptical, but I just didn't understand what was uh, what I was seeing. Yeah. And so I, uh, you know, my cousin got done with it. He starts talking to Mr. Ridge about what he thought about what he felt, and my daughter asked if she could do it, and Mr. Ridge, of course, said, "Yeah, no problem." So um, my daughter starts doing it, and that was like immediately. It was like my daughter had almost like a relationship with. All of a sudden, it's like they're just like talking to each other. She's moving her hands, and it's moving back and forth very freely. Then I realized there's something very unusual here with this doing this, you know, because yeah. we're from Michigan. We've never seen this thing before. My daughter has no idea even what we're talking about because she didn't know anything about it. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, she's making this rock move with her hands. And same accordion-type fashion with your palm. Your, you know, let's say, example, your right palm at a 45, your left palm at a 45 also, but you're just going in and out approximately five to two inches away. You know, five inches away max, two inches close. Five inches, two inches. Keep going back and forth. Yeah. And then... Same thing I'm recording, and 
the rock star is moving again. Mm -hmm. And it's moving quite a bit, and she's getting it. She's getting kind of cute with it, like moving her hands slowly so then the rock's moving slower, and then it's going you know, faster, or whatever she wants to do with it, she's making it happen. And then the rock falls off her palm onto the towel. And she's like, you know, Dad, do you want to try it? And I asked again, I asked permission because I didn't want to just take, you know, just take for granted or, you know, just, um, what's the word? Assume, yeah. yeah. I just wanted to assume that um, I could do it. So I asked permission. And again, he said, of course, go ahead. So then I got it into my hands. My daughter's recording me. I started doing it and I don't feel anything. Nothing's going on. Nothing's going on. I bet probably 30 seconds, 45 seconds go by. And then all of a sudden you feel something. And it took me years to kind of remember, again, this was in uh, uh, 2017 when this happened. I bet it was probably 2020 when I realized what it felt like. You feel something in your palms, and it feels like if you have two magnets on your palms, you're trying to get them to touch, and they don't want to touch. It's like there's a little resistance. Oh, wow. And then you pull away, and it's not there no more. Okay. So you feel something, and that's the best way I can describe it, because it's not actually like a physical, like you feel like, you know, I can't even describe it, like you're, you're pushing on a hydraulic cylinder. It's nothing like that. It's just there's something there, but you, you, you feel it, but there's nothing to feel. Because wow. it's just, you know, there's nothing there. It's just the rocks in your hand, and both hands are feeling, there's some sort of a resistance, if you will. Right. And as I'm doing that, as I start feeling that resistance, I'm getting excited, like, oh, well, it's happening. And then I start seeing the rock kind of moving. Whoa. So then I'm moving my hands, you know, kind of slower and faster, kind of watching it. And sure as anything, it's moving with, it's almost my left hand is uh, a maestro. And the rock is, you know, the person in the, in the choir or in the concert. You know, he's doing what the, what the left hand wants to do, the rock is going to do. And so I go in a little bit, it goes in a little bit. I come out a little faster, it goes out a little faster. And uh, then it just, you know, I get it up and I'm just teetering in it, and then it falls. And my cousin wants to do it again, my daughter wants to do it again, I want to do it again, so we all did it again. And it it did just what it did the first time. It, it's, you know, it just uh, it reacted to what your hands were doing. And I can't explain to this day why that happened. It was just very, very odd, not really scary, because I wasn't scared of it, but just so curious about what is this thing and how is this happening? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I can attest also, I've seen, I, you guys took a video of it moving and your daughter holding it. And it really does, it kind of like, I don't want to say levitate isn't the word, but it seems to Play off the energy of your hands. It's like it balances on the bottom part of the rock and then comes back at you with, you know, the, it's, it's teetering on the bottom part of the rock is what it's doing because you're on that 45. So the lower part, that's where it's balancing. It's staying right there and the top half is pulling away from your palm, your stationary palm, with the direction of your other palm. And, and again, I can't explain why that happens, how that happens. It's just a total mystery to me. And I'm, I'm a pretty common sense black and white type of engineering type of guy you know I know what's going on I will and unless somebody can discover why that happened I'll never be able to tell you why that happened wow that's totally crazy and you've also mentioned that there's a crop circle that has the same design we just talked about crop circles last week yes um Again, when I was watching, I don't recall if it was on TV or on YouTube, but I was looking at uh, 
kind of investigating more about this Roswell Rock and that in England, in southern England in 1996, which is 5,000 miles away from Roswell, um, there was a crop circle that has the same design that this Roswell Rock has. You know, the Roswell Rock, I didn't say this before, but it has a very unique design that extends out from the rock or is protruded from the rock. It's not recessed in, which if something normally, if it's man-made, things are protruded into, you know, whatever you carve something out, you're carving into the stone to get whatever you want out of it. This is uh, protruded out of the rock, and the design is like two suns and two crescent moons, uh, like almost like a mirror, like, you know, they're looking at each other. So you have a front and a back. In England, in 1996, was this crop circle. And like I mentioned, well, I don't, maybe I didn't mention, but in 2004 is when Mr. Ridge found this stone in Roswell. So there's a eight year difference from, you know, the crop circle was found in 96 and Mr. Ridge found the stone in 2004. And he had no idea that, um, that there was a, a match about this. It was actually discovered by somebody, you know, um, that was into um, UFOs uh, and alien research and they matched it up. That Did you know that this was brought up? Mr. Rich had no idea. Mr. Rich has unfortunately been accused about, you know, well, you made this or somebody made this and, um, you know, it's not real, but different um, companies, I can't name who they are, but they have tried to manufacture this stone and it can't be done. It can be very close. You can look at them and at a glance, like, yeah, those are the same. But when you get them under a microscope and look at them, the angles that us as humans have the technology to make something like that with a CNC machine or with sandblasting, they leave a certain type of a trail behind them and you can see, oh yeah, that's how this was made. But this Roswell rock doesn't have that. It was almost like somebody made it out of clay and molded all the corners just right that they're rounded and then baked it and that's what it is. It was taken to different laboratories in Albuquerque and I believe Alamogordo which is where White Sands is and they did different tests on it and they tried to discover what was this rock made out of and um, they put it in a uh, was a CT scan machine, mm -hmm. which is an x-ray to see if there was somebody that put a uh, magnet in there because it has magnetic properties in the stone to where if you were to get uh, a magnet and hold it over that rock, you can make the rock spin. He was accused of, you know, somebody getting this rock and putting a uh, magnet inside or doing something to it that was going to make it, you know, um, not authentic. Mm -hmm. And when it was taken to these laboratories, they discovered that it is actually authentic and that there's nothing inside it. They don't know why it does what it does. And the properties that it's made of are not usual to where it was found. Wow. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, it really <laughs> is. Wild. It really is. Like I said, I don't have an answer as to why I wish I could, you know, especially with my daughter there because I always try and tell my kids as much as I know and this is something I just see I don't know how this is happening I don't know why this is happening and she wasn't scared she wasn't concerned about it she thought it was really neat yeah and it yeah. is it is it's really neat. it's very interesting I just wish I could have answers to why it is you know I yeah. uh, you know I, I I just don't know 
Have you ever seen it since? I have not, but, uh, and I have been back to Roswell a couple of different times, and I would like to meet with uh, Mr. Ridge again and speak with him. You know, not only about the Roswell Rock, but about hunting, because like I said, I'm a hunter, he's a hunter, and just, you know, I don't want to just come into his life and like, you know, hey, I want to see this Roswell Rock every time I come to Roswell, Yeah. you know, but just have a relationship with him, because he's a super nice guy, very welcoming, um, not hiding anything, was just very upfront and wanted to share what he found and share the experience, and I'm very grateful to him for that. And so you would say that he seemed like an unassuming nice guy like he didn't seem he didn't see I mean you only met him briefly but he didn't seem like any kind of hoaxer or something like that no very much so very much a stand-up guy I would definitely you know um, not have a problem with vouching for his character you know wow. uh, but no just just a great guy and he's not you know from my understanding he's not out going to everybody saying hey look what I got I want to make money off of this let me show you guys let me charge you money for it he's never done that as far as I know he just wants to, you know, if you ask him, he'll bring it out and show you. But if, you know, if, if I wouldn't have uh, been approached about it by my cousin, he never would have said a word to me about it. So, wow. yeah. So it's just, uh, again, he's, he's a really nice guy, stand-up guy, definitely. Good character. Wow. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your, your story. That is just really interesting. And there are no, no real answers. There's not a lot of information about it even. There's like a special on ancient aliens about it. It's not like, like you said, he's trying to make money off of it. It's not like there's a million books he's written and it's like being toured around the world. Some of the things we talk about on this podcast, they take, in, they take on, you know, haunted objects or alien objects or... Um, you know, they take them to conventions and sell tickets to them, but that's not really the case with this. It's a pretty low-key, cool discovery. Exactly right. Yeah, he, like I said, he's not trying to make any money off of it. Um, he's not going to the UFO Museum. It's headquartered in Roswell. He hasn't tried to sell it to anybody. Yeah. In fact, it's very um, dear to him. He doesn't want anything to happen to it. You know, he protects it, you know, as, as well he should. But uh, no, he's like I said, just a normal stand-up guy that just has to go to work and do his job. He works at a body shop, and he just goes, does what his thing is, provides for his family, and then you know comes home. That's it. That's too cool. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and for being a guest on our show today. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It was wonderful. So send me emails, send me DMs, message me. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you think. Thank you so much for chilling with us, and we'll see you next Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard.